Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Pat Boyle in for Mraz, and today on the Best of the DA show, Pat Fitzgerald gets fired. Did Northwestern make the right move? Plus, your best audio of the day and sound check, including is Scooby-Doo a superhero? Plus, yours truly takes the Scooby-Doo gang to task for being a bunch of dopes. Also, it's a Trash Tuesday. We take out the trash. Andrew Bogus is stunned to a news, advanced analytics, and your epic fail. It's the best of the DA show. It is now. But speaking of the Pat Fitzgerald news, we'll get to the home run derby coming up here shortly, but the Fitzgerald news is truly the seismic news. We talked about this yesterday. For those just catching up, Allegations of hazing from a former player led to an internal investigation by Northwestern who hired a firm to handle it. The firm came back with findings, but Northwestern, by virtue of being a private institution, not a public school, not a public school, it's a private institution, didn't have to release the findings. And so they put out a very, very, very vague statement on the findings. And that's when the university president decided, and we're going to suspend Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks. Now, the whistleblower went to the Daily Northwestern, which is the student newspaper at Northwestern, and details emerged. Northwestern had not released those, but the student newspaper did. And when they did... Northwestern was forced to reevaluate that suspension because people started saying, well, if this is true, is a two-week suspension in the middle of summer when nothing's really going on really a suspension? And as the fallout mushroomed yesterday, it led to Fitzgerald being fired. Now note, Northwestern football doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot of the national scope of things. However, There is nobody who's arguably ever been bigger in Northwestern football than Pat Fitzgerald. He is one of the most decorated former players ever. He was a member of the glory days of the mid-90s when they first kind of rose to significance, has been part of the program for 30 years, has been an assistant coach there, and has been a head coach there for the last 17 years. And I believe there's been 10 Ten, or there's been four 10-win seasons ever for Northwestern, and Fitzgerald been head coach for three of them or something. 
The only reason that Northwestern's had any significance whatsoever over the last 20 years is because he has helped build that program up from the depths of college football. And so to dismiss him, basically 48 hours after they said, that's nah, a two-week suspension to, oh, sorry, you're fired, is a fairly monumental decision. So how did we get here and did Northwestern do the right thing? It is where we begin your cold open. When I think about uh, the difficulties that every team has as they welcome new members into their, into their families, one of the big issues that, that we've seen in college athletics and across the country is the hazing issues. Things that we believe here in Northwestern, number one, is a, there's a zero tolerance for hazing. There's no reason why to ever have it. Uh, I know there's a lot of initiations and traditions and things of that nature, and we had that here back, uh, frankly, when I was a player in some different ways. But, you know, as society's evolved and as we've really thought deep about how we want to welcome our new family members in to our programs and into our organizations, hazing should have nothing to do with it. Instead, how about thinking about, in our context, what we do? Have a big brother program. Have an upperclassman or someone older within the team look after a younger player. Teach them the values. Teach them what it means to be a part of your culture and give them every opportunity that they have to be successful in their initial stages of being a part of your family. Never forget what it was like to be that young person coming into a new environment. Here at the collegiate level, it's leaving the nest, leaving home, and coming into a new culture that you've never been a part of. You're afraid, you're scared, you have all these different things going through your mind about just how bad it's going to be. Hazing doesn't need to be a part of that issue. Let's turn it around the other way and give him a big brother and give him an opportunity to be successful. The firing of Pat Fitzgerald, more on the hazing investigation at Northwestern, a six-month independent process. 11 current or former student athletes acknowledge ongoing hazing. That, according to President Michael Schill today, it involved forced participation, nudity, sexualized acts of a degrading nature in clear violation of school policies and values. Again, they said it was well known by many in the program. No credible evidence at this point that Pat Fitzgerald knew about it himself. And the president, Michael Schill, spoke to the one of the victims on Sunday and his parents as well. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, so that audio is interesting because you just heard there Pat Fitzgerald speaking out against hazing from a couple of years ago. And now that sounds quite hypocritical or head in the sand from Fitzgerald. That was also the Big Ten Network's coverage of the dismissal of Fitzgerald. So there's a couple of things here. Number one, let's start with the Northwestern side of things. And from a university standpoint, they completely botched this start to finish soup to nuts, as they say. Because what happened by virtue of not releasing the findings was that nobody knew the severity of this and then ultimately could only conjecture based on what the accuser say so it is just a blueprint of mismanagement if you're northwestern and you got the findings back and they were serious and you you got the investigation back done by an independent law firm and they said yes there was hazing and yes they were of sexualized nature or yes there was nudity or yes it was rampant 
then you get that report back and you say, well, we, we have to suspend Pat Fitzgerald for more than two weeks. If you get the report back and you find that there's a lot of gray area, that one person thought it was one thing, but one person thought it wasn't, that Fitzgerald definitely didn't know, there was no evidence of that, how could he, etc., and that there was a lot open for interpretation, then you release the findings and say, this is why we only suspended him for two weeks. But what they did was they took the findings and they hid it, hoping it would never come out, and then tried to mitigate it all by only suspending him for two weeks, saying, well, something may have happened, but it wasn't that serious, and no reason for us to draw attention to this no big deal to then get to a point a few days later where you have to fire the guy makes it seem like you were hiding all along and so that makes this so much worse for northwestern because it feels like they knew it was terrible and tried to hide it number two i assume we'll find out more specifics at some point in time it's still early in this process But remember yesterday I said, there's a lot in here that I'm skeptical about because in 2023, I don't know how you could possibly get away with nudity involved with hazing involved with a major division one college football team. It just, it doesn't pass the sniff test for me that how is it possible where everybody is on high alert on university campuses everywhere of sensitivity, of interpretation, certainly of sexual stuff. That is at the forefront of everybody's mind, not just with football, but with everything with student life. And that a football team has it written on a whiteboard that there's going to be naked bear crawls and naked slingshots and stuff like that. That seems impossible to me. And yet, and yet, 11 current or former players acknowledged systemic, ongoing hazing within the program. And that hazing included forced participation, nudity, and sexualized acts of a degrading nature. This was finally part of the investigative private report that 11 current or former players said, yeah, this is happening. Now, we don't know the specific details of each one of those 11 players, but that becomes a much different thing. That's not just one player saying, I can't believe they did this, and you go, eh. It's 11 different players acknowledging, yeah, this stuff is happening. So if I was skeptical yesterday, I'm far less so today when we do find out that 11 different players confirmed something like this was happening. I would also say for Pat Fitzgerald to say those things that he did previously on hazing and then have this type of stuff going on within this program, then he really is culpable. Even if he can say, I didn't know the extent of it. You can't sit there with a straight face and tell cameras, we don't like hazing, there's no space for that, you have to have a mentorship program, we want to be invited to everybody, and then have this stuff happening in 2023. That can't 
Those two things cannot dovetail. You can't sit there and tell people we, sh we would never accept hazing, there's no place for it, it's a different time, and then have it happening under your watch and not know. So that's where, yeah, you do deserve to get fired. So while I was skeptical yesterday because none of the details were out, and I thought, how the hell could this happen in 2023? Certainly seemed like some of it, all of it, much of it happened, and Fitzgerald looks like the biggest hypocrite ever. What an ugly situation, Northwestern. More on this as we make our way through the morning. You can hit us up at 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Last night, home run derby. I've got some thoughts on that, but Vladdy Jr., Vlad Guerrero Jr. wins the home run derby. Did any of us wager fake money during yesterday's update, Pat Boyle, on Vladdy Guerrero? No. I don't think we... We kind of just said, yeah, I think there could be a, a home run over 490 feet, or yeah, I think there could be over 276 home runs, which I think got obliterated. I don't think any of us picked a winner, right? I think I asked I you guys who I asked I, you guys think, who, who you thought the favorite would be. Yeah, who's the betting favorite? I think I leaned into Julio Rodriguez. I thought the hometown kid would do it yesterday. Came out of the blocks great, and then faded. But yeah, I don't think we all picked a winner. We should have. We should have. But Guerrero was phenomenal yesterday. It was a really fun event. I'll do more on this as we make our way through the morning. I think there's a lot of good there because there's such awesome, exciting talent in Major League Baseball today. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Julio Rodriguez and some of the rest of those guys are just just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much good young talent. I do find the home run derby, though, to be quite frenetic now. It's so hyper. I don't know. The energy is so hyper. It's like the split screen, the graphics, throw as quickly as you can, more and more pitches, more and more home runs, that I guess it's a little bit like a baseball version of Candy Crush or something. It's like so many things are happening all the time. <laughs> and maybe kids love that. But there was an element to this where I felt like, yeah, there's a lot of good here. There's a lot of good. But there's just a lot of a lot. There's a lot of a lot happening right now. And it's it's a little much. It's a yeah, headache-inducing. Yeah, honestly, DA, I think my, my main takeaway is we need to go back to the 10-out format. There's, I mean, I, I always, every year, I always search out the Josh Hamilton Yankee Stadium home run derby. I tweeted out yesterday. I said nothing will ever top this. One, Chris Berman plays a part, plays a factor in that. We'll never have that back. But either way, you get to admire every single crank shot that you see. And... I think that's part of the beauty, seeing how far these guys can launch these baseballs. We had a couple of 480-foot home runs, and it's like, you only know, get to see half the distance before, hey, next one's coming in, next one's coming in. Like you said, it's very frenetic. And I like that there is a lot of home runs, but you don't get to admire the beauty of them. You don't get to admire the beauty of each swing and seeing how far each baseball can travel. That's, for me, most of the home run derby. Right, and so baseball's caught here because they want to speed up everything. They've got the pitch clock now, obviously. They want to – the slow pace of baseball was the problem for them. 
So the home run derby clicked into this where it's now all timed. You got a certain amount of time, hit your home runs in the middle of, of that block of time. And so you're trying to throw as many pitches and hit as many home runs as humanly possible in that time. But the old way, which was 10 outs, meant that you could take your time. And so I think the 10 outs at times did feel like it was too slow because you could really milk every pitch. But this feels too frenetic. So I don't know. Maybe there's a, a middle ground there, but it's a it's a good event. It is still a good event, and the players are so much fun, and the talent is so crazy, but it is like, whoa, this is dizzying at times. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Welcome back. Listen to us at hundreds of affiliates nationwide and north of the border, across the CBS Sports Radio Network, and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Let's start with Dusty Baker, who is the AL All-Star Team Manager on Shohei Otani. He's the most incredible uh, athlete uh, I've ever seen in baseball. I've seen some great players, but I mean, none that that can both, you know, run like the wind, throw 100 miles an hour, and hit as, as well as anybody in the game. He's just ridiculous, as we all know. And Shohei Otani, the best thing we could get is a Shohei who's actually playing, pitching, and hitting for a playoff-bound Angels team. Now, at the moment, Shohei at the All-Star break as a starting pitcher is 7-4 and four with a 3-3-2 ERA. 
He's got a 1.10 whip and 132 strikeouts. All very good numbers. But as a hitter, he's even better. And we thought he was going to end up being a a playoff a playoff starter, a playoff component this year of an Angels team that had a winning record and now at the All-Star break they have fallen again under 500. So for Shohei, can we just get a decent Angels team? Is that too much to ask? What do we think? Andrew Bogish at the plate. Will we see the Angels in October? (laughs) Uh, This October? No. Unless they play a regular season game on October 1st. Again, you think they slide their, their way. They won't make even the wild card. I mean, they're not in a wild card spot now, and they don't have Mike Trout like through the trade deadline, and they were already slumping before he got hurt. So, uh, yeah, no. Now, Otani the other day said winning is becoming bigger and bigger yeah. for him as he gets older in his career. Do you think that that portends him leaving via free agency in the offseason? That seems to be a comment not about the Angels because he they've never won when he's there. We talked about this last week. We're back in a world now where they have to really, really, really consider trading. He's going to leave. They can't let him go for a, like a pick in the 70s as compensation. They need to make a trade to get anything back for him before he goes and becomes a Dodger or a Cub or, God forbid, an Atlanta Brave. Bogus at the plate. Thank you. 32 home runs, 71 RBIs at the break. Yeah. So he'll finish. He's on pace for about 50 home runs and 110 RBIs or something. He'll end up finishing with like 13 wins as a starting pitcher. And the Angels will once again be a 500 team. <laughs> Wait a minute, Bogus. Was that you and Mraz when you guys were filling in for DA a couple weeks ago and I said, when are they going to just trade him? And Sean disagreed vehemently, of course, because Sean's a bozo. But did you disagree with that? So when they were in a playoff spot, there was some sense of the idea of letting it run at, run its course. And we were, we've been told still that they're not going to trade him. But now that they're out of a playoff spot by, what, four games, and there's multiple teams in between them in a wild card spot, and then he says this yesterday, and there's no Trout, they're not doing their job if they don't see what's out there. Yes, I would have never advised for trading Shohei Otani a month ago. I wouldn't have never advised them when they were actually chasing a postseason run because remember the thing is that Otani would like to be an angel because it's Los Angeles without the pressure of being the Dodgers. He likes the West Coast. It's a very good market for him to be in for international purposes. He's got a lot of endorsement money. In fact, I think that he makes far more money off the field than he does on the field for the Angels. So that's a good market for him to be in. He went there for a reason. If they win anything, he probably, even getting to the playoffs, he would probably want to stay. But now, the classic slide, you're the Angels. You have to think about trading him because that could replenish your farm system for like 10 years. I I said it. Give me the Halos GM job. I could be Perry Manassi. And two months ago, I would have traded Otani for Ellie De La Cruz before anybody knew who he was. (laughs) And I'd be sitting here in my haunchers in my suit Making a couple extra million dollars. Shohei who? Oh, we got a guy 6'6", six, six, uh, switch hitting shortstop. He can steal home. Yeah, that's the new face of the franchise here. Don't worry about Shohei. He'll probably tear his UCL in three years. So, 
That's what they should have done. And now you've lessened the package that you can get back by wasting time. Hey. I don't, but I don't know if they've, if the package wouldn't still be unbelievable to get Shohei today. Yeah. Clock's ticking, DA. What? <laughs> uh, wrong wrist. Clock's ticking. I love that Boyle's Dr. Doom. Yeah. Shohei Otani's going to tear his UCL in three years. <laughs> Career's over, dude. So, oh, sounds like he's going to tear it in 30 seconds. Career's <laughs> over. Let's listen in to the Noah Chast TV on Twitter as Nick Castellanos weighs in on one of our favorite cartoon dogs. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. You said Scooby-Doo. I, I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. Fair enough, okay. And, and he saves, he's, he's, he solves mysteries. So I think that a dog that can talk and helps people by saving, by solving mysteries, I think is a superhero. Checks off all the superhero boxes, has special skills, and he helps people. Correct. Nick Castellanos, a right fielder for the Phillies. It brings up an interesting question, obviously. If a dog can talk and helps people solve crimes and mysteries, does that make him a superhero? And I would argue it makes him a very special animal, but not a superhero. I think if we start going down the road of talking animals are superheroes, let's look at everybody from Looney Tunes. We got to look at everybody from the Disney characters. Let's look at everybody from Hanna-Barbera films. I mean, is a Snagglepuss a superhero just because he can talk? Is a Goofy a superhero? I, can he talk? <laughs> not uh, very well. Wait, yes, Goofy talks. Pluto does not. Right, 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 right. Goofy walks upright. Pluto does not. It's a mystery. No yeah, one how understands about, how, how about different. that? Make that make sense. That's you, you can't. That's dogist. Well, dog. We, well, dog. We don't know though whether Goofy is a cow or a dog. No, remember, no, no. We know he's a dog. Remember, Sean doesn't know. Remember, remember. This has been a debate. <laughs> But, I mean, so is Sebastian the Crab of the Little Mermaid a superhero because he can sing under the sea? I mean, He's my I hero. Doesn't necessarily solve mysteries, but I think Castellanos is blurring the line between superhero and special animal. And there's no doubt Scooby-Doo's a special animal and obviously a benefit to the human race. He's caught a lot of bad guys. But... Is he a superhero? I don't think we can go that far. You also, you need to be able to kick some ass to be a superhero. Scooby ain't, ain't kicking ass. He's just solving crimes somehow. I mean, the fact that if you're a criminal, you're getting caught by a dog and his, you know, pothead sidekick Shaggy, you're not a, you're not a very good criminal. There's something you 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 miss some tracks, you miss some steps in the process of trying to get away with a crime. But at that point, you just make any detective or agent, special agent, a superhero. That's not the case. There's a distinction. Hold on, Scooby Doo is very deceiving. He's very deceiving. I feel like when the when the time is right, he can turn it on. Turn it on to kick ass. Yes. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Rope a doping people. That's right. You think he can physically kick somebody's ass? Yes. <laughs> Well, I haven't seen that episode. But, uh, he's, he's, he's still he's waiting. waiting. <laughs> he's holding up the wall. Then he's going to pounce. I see. Wait <laughs> for it, the right time. It is possible Scooby-Doo is elevated simply because he is with burnout Shaggy. That Shaggy just makes him seem a lot smarter. It's like if Shaggy wasn't 
Look, zoink, Scoobs, what'd you find today? <laughs> then Scooby, rawr, 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 Scooby Snacks wouldn't seem so intelligent. The comparison definitely helps. I will say, Scooby-Doo should turn heel on Shaggy. And beat him up. Yes. What? Enough of Shaggy. Why? Why do you get him out? Shaggy? Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> We're enough. trashing Shaggy? Yeah, he does nothing. There's no use for him right Shaggy now. Shaggy does nothing? Does nothing. Except except talk uh, like he's on pot. <laughs> well, he is. On, I mean, on pot. Yeah, I mean, enough. Enough. Do something. But that's, like, Scooby-Doo's <laughs> the same way. He's a pot-smoking dog. I just... told you. Scooby-Doo is, is in the shadows of Shaggy <laughs> because Shaggy is just too much. Are we sure that Scooby also smokes pot? Contact eye. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody deserves criticism, I think it's Fred. Fred's kind of a stiff. He is a stiff. Another guy. <laughs> Fred, Shaggy at least is in charge of being the cohort, the friend of Scooby. He, My guess is that he's got to feed Scooby. My guess is he's got to walk Scooby. My guess is that Scooby's not Scooby without Shaggy's mentorship or friendship. But what's Fred doing? I guess Fred's hooking up with Velma, right? Oh, yeah. That's the only <laughs> thing I could think of. Or maybe... What's Velma doing? The redhead. <laughs> Daphne? Daphne, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's is that, is that even that impressive, though? Because it's process of elimination. She's either hooking up with Fred or she's hooking up with Shaggy. So That's exactly right. I mean, how impressive is he? And they never mix in any other social circles. I mean, it's only them in that van all the time. Yeah, because they're fighting crime, DA. They're too busy for booty. No, no. If they're going to get booty, because I think they're all in their 20s, right? Unless they're teenagers. They're, I would assume they're, they're probably 20s. Okay. They're certainly not married with another life like kids and a family at home. Oh, well, you never know. So these are young people thrust together in one van, the magic van, for a long time. There's drugs. There's drugs. I mean, they have to be hooking up, but you're right. There's only two guys and two girls. And, and unless you want to hook up with Shaggy, what are you doing? I mean, and how much crime are they really fighting? The dog is the one solving the crimes. You got the one chick is blind half every episode. How do you lose your glasses every episode? Oh, my glasses. I can't find my glasses. You're you're letting the, the criminal get in the way, sweetheart. Figure it out. Get contact lenses. <laughs> Fred and Vilma, they're too busy bumping uglies, <laughs> knocking boots together to figure out what's going on, and you got a talking dog who solves all the crimes. I mean, they're really, they're a bunch of dopes. <laughs> See? Shaggy should be arrested for exposing uh, Scooby-Doo to all those drugs. No, they should all thank Shaggy. Scooby looks smart because of him, and Fred gets the chicks because of him. He's the great foil. Pat doing a Velma has lost her glasses. <laughs> a meek lost Velma losing her glasses is my favorite moment of the day. Get some with, contact. Where's my glasses? <laughs> it lost my glasses, Scooby, again. Uh, Shaggy, where's my glasses?
She makes me angry because every time I actually lose my glasses, that's the first thing somebody says to me. Oh, I can't find my glasses. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's probably behind the wall that turns when you pull the the plate off of the mantle. It's probably in that secret compartment <laughs> behind the wall every time. And finally, here's a Gelb interview gone horribly or wrong. Horribly awry, rather. He's got Debo Samuel on the show. And within five minutes, Debo is yanked off by the PR person. I saw what you said about the Eagles back at the Super Bowl at Sirius, where if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, you guys would have won that game by double digits. Why, why would that have been the case? I don't know that, though. So do you not still believe that? I mean, I do. But, I mean, we, we're not, like, we not going to keep talking about it. I mean, I said what I said. Gotcha. So then what happens this year when you play Philly on December 3rd? I don't know. Just wait till what? Week 13, 12, whatever we get in. Well, then you know how that's going to go down. You're you're going into Philadelphia. Those fans are going to be booing you loud. You have a message for Eagles fans? Hey, guys. Yeah? All right. We're good to go. (laughs) What do you mean? We have Debo on right now. Yeah, I know, but we're going to head into camp right now. Are, are you serious? Okay. Thank you. That's, there you Thanks, go. Bye. Debo Samuel right there. Doesn't want to answer a few questions. Okay. We're good to go, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love. Gelb's not wrong there. I mean, no. those, none of those are pressing, aggressive, badgering <laughs> questions. Debo Samuel said it. Gail follows up. Suddenly, PR person like, okay, we're good to go, guys. All right, we're good to go. <laughs> we are good to go. What does that mean? You're going, you're leaving the interview, you're hanging up the phone. We are good to go. Where are my glasses? <laughs> also, heading into camp, isn't this like the downtime between minute mandatory camp and actual camp? I wonder if it was like a kid's camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, but we're going to head into camp right now. It was like Gelb interviewing Debo as he talks on his cell phone right before he addresses like 40 kids at like nature camp. I love how you can hear Debo basically just say, he like call, he shouts at her. He goes, hey, and he just like throws her the phone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this ain't going well. And I read about this before I heard the audio. And the story I read says that she jumps in to end it, but he's out first. Like, she doesn't take him off the interview. Yeah, he He, he leaves, it. and she's doing damage control. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good to go. <laughs> I love that you read about the interview before you heard it. You I read, did. You read was... a story about an interview here on the network. Yeah. I saw Gelb tweet that it happened, and then I saw Pro Football Talk right. It's on the front page of Pro Football Talk this morning. <laughs> so I read it, and it's like, and it says that she jumps in to end it after Zach's questions, but no, Debo's out, and she's like, we're good to go. This are, is are the this, Okay, thank you. This is the write-up. Okay, thank you. The write-up says, with that, a woman's voice, apparently the PR person who arranged the interview, was heard saying, hey, guys, all right, we're good to go. And that was the end of the interview. Hey, guys, okay, we're good to go. <laughs> it would be amazing, though, if Gil was so annoying that Debo went to camp, training camp now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know what, just put me in a college That's dorm it. room. I'll just start working out. Zach Gelb forces Debo Samuel to report to camp on time. Hey, guys. Yeah? All right, we're good to go. 
Steve-O's like, I'll do two a day, it's fine. <laughs> no more Gelb interviews. You want me to run eight times a game? Fine. Just don't have that loud Zach Gelb ask me questions. No more Gelb. I'll do whatever you want, Shanahan. No more Gelb, though. Okay, we're good to go. <laughs> All right, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're going to head into camp right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. This, but we're just gonna go into camp now. We're gonna do macaroni necklaces. <laughs> right there. Doesn't want to answer a few questions. It's movie there you night. go. And then you had like classic Gelb after that, and he just goes, "What a joke!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the Gelb playbook. Holy smokes! And what a joke! And then just <laughs> yell and trash the guy you were just interviewing. Yep. Are, are you serious? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's how he felt when Dana Mechanicsburg dropped off his keys in his hands before the Bob's Bar Show. Are you serious? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Hey, this is for you. Yeah, I know, but we're going to head into camp right now. <laughs> Andrew Bogus has headlines. And DA, on top of Fitzgerald, we've got Bob Huggins. West Virginia released its latest letter to Huggins' new attorney yesterday. It completely shreds their assertion that Huggins didn't actually resign as basketball coach in mid-June following his DUI arrest in Pittsburgh. The letter provides a play-by-play -play of events that led to the official announcement of Huggins' resignation. It also has witnesses confirming Huggins told the team and officials that he was stepping down. The home run derby last night, the All-Star game tonight, but the hottest topic in Seattle right now might be Shohei Otani's future. We already heard Dusty Baker. Now it's Dodger first baseman Freddie Freeman wondering what some team might pay Otani this winter. I don't even know what you can pay the man. Um, it's a, he's a unicorn. He's special. I don't even know how to put a number on that. Otani said yesterday his desire to play for a winning team grows every year, which doesn't sound like good news for the Angels. He and Freeman are hitting second in their respective all-star lineups this evening. Righties Garrett Cole and Zach Gallon, your starting pitchers. Cole has been in the game before but never started it. Last night, 341 total derby homers, 72 of them from your winner, Vlad Guerrero Jr. 25 of his came in the final, four better than Randy Arozarena. Vlad Jr. following his dad, who won the derby in San Francisco 16 years ago. They are the first father-son duo to win it. Vegas has chewed up and spit out Victor Webb and Yama gambling debts over at the buffet and a two for 13 shooting debut. The Spurs, the number one pick are simply shutting down for the rest of summer league. And the so, Brittany dust up. And Brittany. So Wemby can recover for the regular season. Causing some people to boo him because they were Brittany fans. Of course. And people really loved the two for 13 debut. They're having a field day making fun of him for that. And then he went for 23 and 12. Yeah. And we realized, oh, he's actually pretty good. Yes. Uh, finally, from the WNBA, Elena Della done out two more weeks into re-injuring her left ankle on Sunday. It was her first game back after missing two games for the initial injury. And now, if you guys let me this time, let's get stunned. Woohoo! Even if we let me. It 
doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. So if you love McDonald's and you love another person and you live in Indonesia, okay, you check, can check, now check. combine those two loves. Golden Arches in Indonesia will now cater your wedding for roughly oh. 230 U.S. dollars. Really? You can get 100 chicken sandwiches and 104 piece nuggets. Whoa. And 230 is a deal based on the price per item. You can also add on apple pies and chicken fingers, but not French fries. Why not French fries? I don't know. There's not a reason given, but French fries cannot be subbed in, cannot be added on. There's no deal on fries. But again, for 230, the equivalent of 230 U.S. dollars, 100 chicken sandos and 104-piece nuggets. Now, that's a steal. That's a steal. It's a steal, but I can't sign off on that being the main course at a wedding. If that's a stand to grab my way out to eat on top of all the drinking and whatnot, that I can understand. But that can't be the main course at your wedding. Well, McDonald's has already done this here. They catered the Clemson football team's White House visit. Was that McDonald's? It was either McDonald's or Wendy's. It was a fast food joint. You're right. Yeah, I mean, that, but that was the wedding, joke. I guess it wasn't funny. A wedding is interesting here because you do have to get this by the wife. Right. And I'm with Bogues here. I actually think this is a brilliant idea, but it's at the end of the night, mm-hmm. after the open bar, after the yes. dancing. Last hour of the wedding, we've got 100 chicken sandos or however many you want. A hundred four-piece nugs, go to town, have your beer, have your cocktail, wrap up for the night, maybe a little coffee with Bailey's or something. it's a nightcap. It's a nightcap. We were actually thinking of doing that at our wedding. Which wedding? Uh, The second (laughs) wedding. The the real one. The good one? McDonald's? We're doing, they have a truck. And you can load it up with McDonald's. Uh, There's Taco Bell. There's a bunch of stuff you can load up in the truck. It's a new, it's a, a newish fad to have like a food truck or something waiting for people on their way out. But I never heard of McDonald's. No, I always think that. No offense to McDonald's, I think people think that's beneath their wedding. That if they're going to do the burgers, it's going to be like a Five Guys or a local place or sure. something like that. Yeah, for the for the money it was, we couldn't justify it because we didn't know how many people would want would grab it. I'm only in on it if they throw in grimace shakes. As part of the from Grimace catering, yeah, give me Grimace himself. Want him dancing around there? Give me Grimace. Give me his shakes. Give me his. Give me all, all of his stuff. I like this idea. Okay, Bogues, Bellotti, the Bourbon Bell. Would any of our wives have agreed to McDonald's chicken sandwiches? Not in a truck. Yeah. Just an Indonesian chicken sandwich laid out on a table. At some point of the wedding. So I want to say that my wife would have okayed something like this. Maybe not McDonald's. But then again, she did put the kibosh on my suggestion of a fajita. Like we had a, could have had a fajita station nice. during the happy the, the cocktail hour. And I was declined that option. Pete? Absolutely not. She would, <laughs> she would not want that. But you had a truck course. planned. No, we were thinking of it. Yeah. For the post festivities. Right, right. But not for the main course. No, I don't mean the main course. I just mean anywhere at the wedding. 
So um, if, if, you had, if it was a clever station. If it was a food truck and it was serving McDonald's. It was a, if it was a clever station or whichever fast food place, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My wife prefers Wendy's, so it, I could maybe sell her on some spicy chicken Wendy's sandwiches. Mm. For the amount of time and money that it cost to make sure we had a sailcloth tent versus a normal tent, I could tell you there was no way I was getting McDonald's anywhere near that wedding. But let me, but let me tell <laughs> no you. No way. The difference was noticeable. <laughs> yes, it was. No, the... I don't know what you're talking about. The tent. Oh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. We should, we should. <laughs> the tent was remarkably noticeable in the high quality, texture, beautiful, and shaping. The shout of, that's Bart Scott, echoed beautifully <laughs> through the tent. I passed the playground. <laughs> was it like a playground over there? There was. There was a nice little playground be set back near the water. Yeah. <laughs> So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right, welcome inside the DA Show's Trash Tuesday, everybody. You can always listen to us in hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on SiriusXM channel 158. Plus, on your phone, you can stream us using the CBS Sports app or the free Odyssey app. Pat Boyle, who are you trashing today? Yeah, D, I got to trash the Zoomers that asked me to buy them alcohol over the weekend. Uh, I went to a concert at Forest Hills Stadium. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Which one were you at? Friday uh, or Saturday? Saturday. Two friends. It was like these DJs. All right. Um... It's like EDM music. So, yeah, and I'm waiting in line to get a beer. And, like, these kids who are clearly, like, 16, like, pimply-faced, literally look like my little cousin. And they go, uh, hey, uh, and they're, like, stumbling. I'm like, yeah? I thought they were like, are you the guy from uh, CBS Sports? No. <laughs> no, they go. Okay. No, no not in our demographic. <laughs> Cap? They go. Did they you get go. Oiled recently? Are you cap? <laughs> Are you cap? Did you get oiled up by Gordon in Vancouver? Is that you? <laughs> no, they go. Uh, can you? Are you buying beer? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, do you think you can get us some? And I just go, what kind of moron do you think I am? <laughs> First of all, it, you know, you get it in a can. I'm like, sure. Let me. As if, like, people, as if you can actually do that at stadiums, concerts, whatever now. You can get six beers for one person. Yeah, sure. Let me go ahead and buy it. And then you guys just wait over here on the side, and I'll just hand it to you. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to find out. Oh, what a bunch of freaking idiots. Can you buy us? Can you buy us beer? Yeah, sure. You're going to get drunk off one beer, you little rat. Get the hell out of here. I ain't buying you alcohol. I ain't buying you beer. I can't even grow a beard. I don't even look that old. I'm still getting ID'd every time. So get lost. Get them out. Charlie Sheen just dumped that on the set of Men at Work. You called them Zoomers? I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, you never heard of a Zoomer? So that's the opposite of a Boomer. Boomer would be a baby Boomer, an old person. Yeah, Gen Z. Zoomers. Gen Z is Zoomers. I didn't know that. All right. So I guess your kids are are Zoomers. I guess they are. Little idiots that are going to have disassociative disorders because (laughs) all they do is they're locked into their phones 24-7. Fair. (laughs) Fair. That's all of Pete's classes. Yep. <laughs> yes. All <of> yes. <laughs> all, all of Pete's students are asking him to buy him beer. 
<laughs> I had a bad beer line incident at that stadium recently, too. Is that so? Yeah, it was during the Dave Matthews Band show, and I'm online, <laughs> and I was wearing... Wait, I don't think anybody under 40 goes to those. Uh, you'd be surprised, uh, but this was not young kids asking me to buy them beer. This was women Dave. in my age bracket. Ooh. It'd be great if it was Dave online. <laughs> so I'm online. It's pouring rain. So I'm trying to, I'm going to buy a hat because like I have like this ridiculous droopy wet dog look. So online behind me are three women. I'm 35 to 45, whatever. They're buying sweatshirts because now it's freezing after the rain. And I'm wearing a shirt I've worn here from Ireland, from Dingle County, Ireland, that says Dingle Surf Shop. <laughs> Dingle County. So they begin to make Dingleberry jokes because they're adults. They must they must know Sean. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't handle it well. Oh, wow. Then they made a non-Dingle reference that I thought was a joke, so I missed that one, too. By saying you didn't handle it well, did you say something to No, them? I wasn't mean. Oh. I just, I don't think I... I don't think my ha-ha dingleberry joke sarcasm played well. It was not, it was not creative. I didn't want to be mean, but I think it played mean. I see. And then they asked me, do you play dingles tennis? And I'm like, is this another one that I'm not going to get? And like, no, this is a real thing. Dingles tennis is when a single plays a double, apparently. Oh. So I missed that joke, too. Did you know that, Pat? Not at all. Yeah. So I just, it was not my best moment. Hmm. Is that the trash? I mean, it might as well be at this point. Okay, trash. That's trash a dumpster dive. Folks. Pete the Body, who are you trashing? I am trashing the last two weekends where it's constantly, where it's been hot, and every place I've gone to has a problem with the air conditioner. Mm. One was a party where the air conditioner did not work mm. at a place where it had kids. And then the other place that didn't have air conditioner, have an air conditioner, was the ice cream shop. <laughs> so you walk into the ice cream shop and you're sweating and, and you're all filled with moisture because these guys can't get a proper, adequate air conditioner or a replacement in there to take care of their customers and take care of the people that are coming to their parties. So you know what? Get them out. You should, be, you should plan better. Overflowing okay. landfill. Saturday was a rough day for the Amendolaras. We drove back from Rhode Island where we spent the 4th of July week on vacation to the in-laws near the beach. As I said before, never saw the beach. We drove back. AJ was largely well-behaved in the car, but once we got home, all hell broke loose. He just refused to go to sleep, to nap. He did anything but be quiet for the entirety of the day. Drove us bonkers, eating, crying, eating, crying, crying, eating, eating, crying. By the time we put him down was like 10 o'clock at night. We couldn't believe he had withstood the the entire day of naps. I mean, he's seven weeks old. Like, aren't you supposed to only eat and sleep? Why are you only doing the eating part? So on Sunday, Bourbon Bell really needed to get out of the house. She was like, we got to do anything. We cannot be in this house any longer. I said, okay, we'll take the stroller out. There's a little farmer's market in our town. We'll take him to the park, roll around the stroller. Maybe farmer's market, we'll see. See how he does. He's doing great. We take him out, sunshiny, bright, great. Sunday, we really needed this. Little jungle gym area, we're in the stroller. Everybody's nice, they're playing, kids are playing. Go to the farmer's market, ride around. He's doing great, doing great, okay. Bourbon Bell wants a little decaf coffee. No problem. We'll stop. We'll get that. 
Uh-oh, now it's getting cloudy. Uh-oh, now it looks like the rains might be coming. Uh-oh, the winds are coming in. Now it's starting to pour. I'm like, okay, I'll go get the car, pull it around, and we'll get AJ popped into the, the driver, into the, the baby seat, and then we'll be off, go back home. We had our nice day. I mean, the rains really open up. Like, the skies really open up. And now it's torrential downpour. I pull the car around. I'm sopping wet. They're under a little awning area, so they're dry. It's like an older historic building that has one of those built, covered areas over the sidewalk. So they're fine. We pull, I pull up the car. We have AJ going from the stroller to the car seat in, in the, the baby carrier thing. And, like, as you might imagine, wind, rain, crazy, blinkers are on, hazards are on, people trying to get out of the rain, etc. We're, we're hustling to get to the car, and there's an old woman to the corner. As my wife has a baby in her hands, putting him into the car, opening up the back to put the stroller in, and the old lady goes, so what was in this building before? <laughs> and my wife is like, uh... I don't know. And it's like try, trying to get the stroller in. I'm like, what did that old lady say? She's like, uh, 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 like asking for more information. Now, again, it's a chaotic, crazy baby rain situation. And the woman goes, and what was in this building before? <laughs> I'm like, we got to get out of here. Get in the car. Everyone's packed. Get in. And my wife goes, what was that? And I go, what did she say? And she goes, she asked what was in that old building beforehand. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, what? And my wife goes, read the room, lady. Read the room. <laughs> we don't have time for chit-chat about what was in the historic building before the bake shop was there 100 years ago. We got a seven-week-old in a torrential thunderstorm. Get him into a car in a stroller. Shut up! Luke, it's the <laughs> trash compactor. A ghost of that building. Yes. Ghost. Know your role. Ostrogize is trashing Rob of the 3 to 1. What a random Rob call. What was that? It was cringe, whatever it was. Oh, break out the hazmat suit. Kyle is trashed to the five-day work week. It's 2023. We're still doing this. Come on now. Get it out. This must be garbage time. Kyle, you need summer Fridays. That's the only way around the five-day work week. Do those exist still? DA needs summer Fridays. <laughs> no. No, not even in August? We'll see. Okay. Still, we're, we're, still, for work, you. we're still working that out. <laughs> Mraz threw a whole freaking monkey wrench into the entire summer. Everything's his fault. I had everything lined up, the summer Fridays, the paternity leave, everything spaced out properly, and then this whole thing blew up on us. Mm-hmm. Ain't us. Randy is trashing the weather in Alabama. Constant rain every day. It's costing me money. Enough already. So frustrating. Not Connor Green is trashing the absolute garbage human who is serving, who is swerving in and out of traffic doing about 100 this morning. I can't imagine how many accidents he almost caused. Hashtag idiot. Hashtag get him out. Is Oscar the Grouch living in there? And Todd tweets, according to the report in Business Insider, you could have other Indonesian McDonald's packages. The main thing is they have to be 200 items, but you might still be able to get fries for the wedding. I don't know. The story that you sent, EA, said no fries. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Phillies outfielder Nick Castellanos said that he considers Scooby-Doo a superhero. We asked you guys the same question, and 78% of you said, No, you disagree. Now, Scooby-Doo was originally pitched as a rock band with a dog who plays the bongos. Is that so? (laughs) They should do that now. How ironic you want a huge circle of life here. The voice of Shaggy, performed by... Casey Casey and wanted Shaggy to be a vegetarian. Casey even quit the show when Shaggy was in a BK commercial. <laughs> That's the ethics of Casey Casey. <laughs> and Pat Boyle's favorite snack in third grade was Scooby-Doo fruit gummies. They had the heads of each character for the different flavors. He used to kiss the Daphne gummy pretending he was kissing her. Aw. That's right. But Daphne's the pretty one or the smart one? Daphne's the redheaded smoke show. Got it. The other I one's, think. Yeah, the other one's Velma. Velma's the... My, my kitchen. <laughs> That's right. Velma always loses her glasses in complaints. He's my glasses. Speaking of, let's get to your epic fail of the morning, boys and girls. Scooby-Doo as superhero. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. If a dog can talk and helps people solve crimes and mysteries, does that make him a superhero? And I would argue it makes him a very special animal, but not a superhero. I think if we start going down the road of talking animals are superheroes, let's look at everybody from Looney Tunes. (laughs) We don't know, though, whether Goofy is a cow or a dog. No, no, no. We know he's a dog. Remember. Sean doesn't know. Bad boy. You need to be able to kick some ass to be a superhero. Scooby ain't, ain't kicking ass. He's just solving crimes somehow. I mean, the fact that if you're a criminal, you're getting caught by a dog... And his, you know, pothead sidekick Shaggy, 
You're not a, you're not a very good criminal. You're I a still, beast. You're a tank. I, and how much crime are they really fighting? The dog is the one solving the crimes. You got the one chick is blind half every episode. How do you lose your glasses every episode? Oh my glasses! I can't find my glasses. You're you're letting the, the criminal get in the way, sweetheart. Figure it out. Get contact lenses. Fred and Vilma, they're too busy bumping uglies, <laughs> knocking boots together to figure out what's going on, and you got a talking dog who solves all the crimes. I mean, they're really, they're a bunch of dopes. <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes in life. Pat doing a Velma has lost her glasses. <laughs> a meek lost Velma losing her glasses is my favorite moment of the day. Get some contact. Where's my glasses? <laughs> I lost my glasses, Scooby, again. Uh, Shaggy, where's my glasses? She makes me angry because every time I actually lose my glasses, that's the first thing somebody says to me. I can't find my glasses. <laughs> Shut up. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. That was good. Dixieland Dan is trashed the softball tournament this weekend. It's one and a half hours away, and our first game's at 7 a.m., there's no shade of this park. It's going to be 100 degrees. There's no food places near the field. The top two teams get paid to go to Panama City Beach next year, which is cool, but trash this whole thing. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Panama oh. City Beach? Yeah. Panama. Uh, 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 uh. Panama. Uh, 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 uh. Panama. Uh, uh. Mariana says, now you can relate to all the times I've trashed people on the walks with a stroller. Don't stop at a stop sign. Trash them. Don't let me have the right of way. Trash them. Almost run me over when I have a walk sign. Trash them. Add rain. Oh, no. It brings out the worst in me. This must be garbage time. All right. That was a good trash Tuesday. Tomorrow morning, looks like we have more listeners lined up to interview for Mraz's job. So <laughs> will one of them shine? We shall see. Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Thanks to Pete the Body Bellotti on the Wheels of Steel and audio director. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA, and Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Be good and be good to one another. I'm DA. We will see you tomorrow. The Mothership Disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.